Good morning. Good morning and welcome to, to Bankery Christian Fellowship Church this morning. It's uh, really great to be able to, to gather together and to, to come together as a family. Uh, this is a, a family service at the first Sunday of every month. We, we want to have all ages, so we don't have our junior church on this morning. Junior church is going to be coming in here, um, and hopefully some more of our, our younger kids will be joining us shortly. Um, but it'll be a, a time where we can, we can come together as a family, and we can worship God together. And it's, it's wonderful that the gospel has no age barriers, that this is a message that is simple enough for the youngest of us to grasp and to be saved by, and it's also deep enough that we can, we can seek to plummet to death through our whole lives and never get to the bottom of it. Um, so we come this morning to, to, to share in this experience of worshiping God together, of coming to His Word and to just delighting in the gospel. Um, so we're going to do that this morning, uh, and I'm going to read from a psalm just to, to bring us to a time of worship. We're going to read from Psalm 130, which talks about our own sinfulness, our own need for a rescuer, and it talks about God as being that redeemer. So let's read from Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. Okay, good work, guys. Thank you so much. Jamie and Lewis are now going to read Genesis chapter 4 for us. Uh, good morning, everybody. Today's reading is from Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a worker of the ground. In course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of his first firstborn flock, of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard of Abel, and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I don't know, and my brother's keeper. And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work, when you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. 
you shall be a fugitive and wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. And Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Arad, and Arad fathered Mehujel, and Mehujel fathered Methushel, and Methushel fathered Lamech. And Lamech took two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. Zillah also bore Tubal-Cain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. At that time people began to call, began to call upon the Lord. Thank you, guys. And you'll notice that when I've got difficult readings to do, <laughs> these are my go-to guys. Um, well done. Um, so the story that we're looking at is the story that, that Jamie and Lewis have just read for us. It's the next in our junior church material of Cain and Abel. And there's, there's two things that I hope we're going to learn from this story. The first part is the gifts that God accepts from sinners. And the second part, we're going to look at the gifts that God gives to sinners. So what gifts does God accept from sinners and what gifts does God give to sinners? This, this story of Cain and Abel here, it's just so useful for teaching us this. And we're going to examine their story in just a moment, but here I need the help of the junior church kids again with an illustration. We have some pictures that I need you to identify, people that you might know quite well, and I need your advice. So stay where you are and you can just shout out. So the first one, hopefully there'll be a picture. Here we go. So who's this guy here? Oh, go back one. Oh, 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 oh. So you got the first one. The first one was Peter Rabbit, and the second one was? Benjamin. Okay, tell me, are Peter and Benjamin friends? Yes. Yes, okay. And what do you think Peter would do? Would Peter accept a gift of carrots from Benjamin, do you think? Yes. You think he would? You think he would? Yeah. I think he would too, because they're friends, right? And if Benjamin gave him some carrots... I think he'd probably accept them. What about the next guy, Mr. Todd? Who's Mr. Todd the fox? He's his enemy, right. He's his enemy, he's Peter Rabbit's enemy. So if Mr. Todd the fox came along with some carrots for Peter Rabbit, what do you think Peter would do? You don't think he'd accept it? I don't think he'd accept it either because they're not friends. I think he'd think he's maybe up to something. I 
Okay. He might be trying to get him for food. That's true. He might. He is his food. Yeah. So they don't have a good relationship. So a gift coming from Mr. Todd is very different than a gift coming from Benjamin. Right. Here's one for your, your Paw Patrol knowledge. If there's another slide. Oh, yeah. Just after that one. Okay. So this, this, is, this is testing how much Paw Patrol you have binged. I've watched a lot, obviously. Here we have two people. Do you know who these people are? No good way a mere hunter. No good way a mere Okay, and one of them is a bit naughty, isn't he? The guy in the top hat. Mere Yeah. Do you do here? Do you remember this episode where Mere Humdinger gave a gift to Mere Goodway? Yes. He brought a flower, and it looked like quite a nice gift. It was a stinky flower. It turned out to be this flower that smells like garbage. So it looked like a good gift, but it actually turned out pretty stinky. Okay, you guys can go and sit down again. Thank you. Okay, so this illustration, it, it shows us, these two illustrations show us a little bit of what's going on in the story of Cain and Abel. And, and it helps us to see something of the difference between them and their gifts. So one of them had a relationship with God and his gift was accepted and the other didn't and his gift was not accepted. And, and while on first appearance both of the gifts actually look okay, one of them stank. So these two brothers, Cain and Abel, they're both sons of Adam and Eve, come one day to bring a gift to God, an offering. Cain is a, a crop farmer and he brings some crops, and Abel is a sheep farmer, and he brings the best of his sheep. But we see right away that God treats these two brothers and their gifts very differently. Abel and his gift is accepted. Cain and his gift is not. And if we read the Bible text carefully in verse 4, we see this very important thing. It says God accepted or had regard for Abel and his gift. Notice the order, Abel and his gift. The person first, then the gift. And we see the same with Cain. It said um, God had no regard or did not accept Cain and his gift. It's the same order, the person and the gift. And this truth lies at the heart of this passage here. And it helps us answer the question, what kind of gifts does God accept from sinners? The only gifts God accepts are gifts from people he accepts. The only gifts God accepts are from people he accepts. God accepts gifts only from people he accepts. He must accept us first before he will accept anything that we do for him or give to him. And this kind of turns how we often think upside down because we instinctively think that for God to accept me, I must do something to make him accept me. I must give something to him. I must give God a gift and then he will accept me. But all of our stuff is worthless to God. None of the things we do for him or give to him can make him accept us. God won't be pleased to accept anything we offer him unless we first have a relationship with him. Until he accepts us, nothing we do is acceptable to him. So then, here's the question. If 
and to accept me by what I do, how can I be accepted by God at all? On what grounds does God accept people? Well, here again, the story of Cain and Abel is really helpful for us because in many ways, these two brothers have a lot in common. They're both sons of Adam and Eve. They're both sinners. They both come to God and bring him a gift. And they both desire God's acceptance. But it's how they differ that really helps us here. The difference between Cain and Abel lies in their relationship to God and the motive they had for giving a gift to God. Both came wanting God to accept them, but Cain wanted to be accepted because of what he had done, the gift he had given, his stuff. Abel is different, and the difference in the motive and the relationship that Abel has with God is summarized in just one word, faith. Abel had faith in God, and his faith made him right with God. This is the only way that anyone gets to have a right relationship with God, not by our works or by our stuff, but by our faith. Hebrews 11:4 tells us this is why Abel's gift was accepted. It was because he had faith in God, and his faith made him right with God. His faith made him acceptable to God, and faith made his gift pleasing to God. Abel had a relationship based on faith, and Cain did not. That's why Abel and his gift were accepted, and Cain wasn't. It's faith. But, but what do we mean by faith? Faith is knowing God and believing fully in His promises. It's trusting that when God says something, He means it. It's knowing that God tells the truth always. And what did Abel have to believe? Well, it's the promise, the, the promise that Abel believed was the promise that God had given to his parents. Maybe if you did the, the lesson last Sunday online or during the week, you'll remember the promise that God gave to Adam and Eve that he would send a rescuer to come and crush the serpent, to crush sin and to come and save them. The promise that God himself would do everything necessary to make them right with him again. Abel had faith in God. He believed that God would keep his promise. He believed that God told the truth and would rescue those who put their faith in him. He would rescue Abel from the sin that he was guilty of by sending a rescuer. So when Abel came to God to give a gift, he came as a friend in faith, accepting the gift that God would give him. For us today, faith means giving our life to God, not just our stuff, our time, our prayers, or our church attendance. Faith means giving your life to God and knowing that He will save you from the biggest problem you have, a problem that you are powerless to deal with yourself, your sin, your sin that would separate you from Him and from His perfect eternal life. Faith means giving up on yourself and giving in to God. So the difference between Cain and Abel is faith. And this is important for us to remember because, remember, in so many ways, Cain and Abel, they just looked very alike. They did many of the same things. Their lifestyles would probably have looked quite similar. I reckon if they lived in Bankery today, 
Cain and Abel would probably be sitting here at church. But deep down inside, in their hearts, they were totally different because one loved God and had faith in Him to keep His promises to save Him. The other loved himself and trusted in himself and his own efforts and hard work to save himself. One was accepted by God, the other was not, and the difference is faith. So, so what gifts does God accept from sinners? Gifts given in faith, gifts given by his friends. God doesn't accept gifts from people he does not know. We cannot buy God's acceptance by giving a gift to him. Unless he has already accepted us because of faith in him, we can do nothing for him, give nothing to him that he will accept. And this is summarized in a short verse in Hebrews 11, which says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, we've seen the gifts that God accepts from sinners. Now, let's look at the gifts that God gives to sinners. And we're especially going to look at how God treats Cain in this story. So, even after Cain had given God this unacceptable gift, even after Cain had sinned in this way against God, God doesn't simply turn away from Cain and reject him. God gives even Cain, sinful as he is, some incredible gifts. And here, we're going to look at the gifts that God gives to sinners. There are three big gifts, I think, that God gives to Cain from verse 6 to the end of the chapter. Number one… God speaks. God speaks to Cain. Number two, God spares Cain. And then number three, God sends a rescuer. So God speaks, God spares, and God sends. The first of these gifts of mercy that God gives to sinners like Cain in verse six is that God speaks. I wonder if you've ever been in big trouble at home. I wonder if you've ever done something that you knew was wrong. Either you, you offended your, your brother or sister or your mom or dad, and you were in big trouble. I know I've been in that trouble before. And do you know the worst thing that can happen when you've done something really bad? It's not being shouted at. It's the silent treatment. The silent treatment is the worst. When the person that you've offended just won't speak to you. They shut you out, and that's it. But we see that wonderfully here, God doesn't give us the silent treatment. God doesn't give Cain the silent treatment. He speaks, and he speaks to Cain for a reason. He speaks in order to bring him back, to show him his sin, and to get him to turn away from it and to come back to him for forgiveness. We see that in verse 6. God asks Cain why he's so angry. And then he warns Cain about his sin. He tells him that his sin is like a, a hungry, crouching lion that's waiting at his door, ready to pounce and devour him if he doesn't watch out. He tells him to run from his sin and to return to God. If you have sinned against God done the things that you know you shouldn't do. You know that feeling of, of guilt and shame and that uncomfortable feeling in your gut. We sometimes use the word conscience. It's like God speaking to us through His Holy Spirit. 
And this is God's mercy. God is calling us to turn away from sin and to turn to Him for forgiveness. And another place the Bible says, today, if you hear His voice, don't harden your heart. That means today, if you hear God speaking to you, pointing out to you the things that you've done wrong, calling you to turn to Him for forgiveness, listen to Him. When God speaks to us like this, it is a good thing. It means that God is waiting to forgive us when we admit that we have done wrong, that we have been wrong, and we turn to Him in faith. God gave a gift to Cain, a gift of mercy by speaking to him, warning him and calling him back. But what do we see Cain do? Sadly, Cain didn't listen. He followed his sin instead of following God, and he did a terrible thing. He went out and he killed his brother. But even then, even then, we see that God shows incredible mercy by doing something that Cain doesn't deserve. God again gives another gift. God spares Cain. Cain had killed his brother. He'd sinned really badly against God. Cain himself deserved death, but God allows Cain to live. He has shown mercy. God, he does punish Cain, but not nearly as severely as he deserved. Cain had just killed his brother out of rage and jealousy, and God doesn't simply ignore sin. It must be punished. But God punishes Cain in a way that is designed not to make Cain pay for his own sin, but in a way to make him turn to God for forgiveness so that God himself might pay fully for the sin. God tells him that because of what he has done, his life is going to be extremely hard. Working the land is going to be tough. It's going to be painful. And he also casts Cain away out into a land, into wilderness and wandering, into a dangerous place, away from the closeness of God that he had enjoyed until now. Cain should have been relieved. Cain should have seen this as mercy. He should see that God, in this punishment, is actually being kind and leaving him a way back to him. But how does Cain respond? He says, this isn't fair. This is too severe a punishment. He still doesn't see how bad his sin is and how merciful God is being to him. And then what does God do? Does God finally say, okay, Cain, enough is enough. I've had it with you in your sin. It's probably what we would do, isn't it? But God is so patient and so merciful that even now, God protects Cain. He says he won't let anybody kill him out in that land of wandering and wilderness. He protects him. And we see that not only is his life spared, but his family is spared and grows. Even in their sinfulness, God is protecting them and making a way for them to come back to him. And this is such good news for people who have messed up. Sometimes in very big, big ways. People like you and me who have sinned against God can know that He is merciful and patient with us. He doesn't ignore our sin, but He treats us in a way that is designed to get us to turn to Him for forgiveness. He wants us to come to Him so that we don't have to take the punishment that our sin deserves.
He wants to take the punishment on himself. That's why he sent Jesus, to die on the cross, to take our sin, to spare our lives, to give us mercy and forgiveness. God gives these incredible gifts to sinners. And then finally, God sends a rescuer. We see this at the end of our text, the end of the chapter. The final gift we see God giving to Cain, and indeed to all of us in this passage, is a rescuer. God sends a rescuer, or at least God keeps alive the promise of a rescuer to come for Cain. See, at the start of this chapter, Eve shouted with joy when Cain was born because she thought maybe Cain was going to be this rescuer. But Cain, he fell way short. He disappointed, and he even killed his brother. So where now is the hope for the rescuer? Is that hope dead too? Has God forgotten his promise? Well, no, because at the end of chapter four, we see God keeps his promise alive. God sends another son called Seth. And when Seth is born, people turn again and call on the name of the Lord. This is the ultimate gift that God sends. It's the son that is going to be the rescuer. Because if we follow Seth's family line, it leads us all the way to Jesus. Jesus is the one that God gives us to give us his gift of mercy because he takes the punishment that we deserve for our sin. He did this when he died on the cross. Jesus is the one who gives us hope of getting right with God. It is by faith in Jesus that we are made right by God. God gives us the gift of mercy. God gives us the gift of a rescuer. God gives us the gift of Jesus to sinners like you and me. But the very sad thing is, and we see it in this story, we don't automatically benefit from these gifts. We can choose the way of Cain, who was faithless and thought about himself and what he deserved, or we can choose the way of Abel, who came to God in faith and was accepted, and accepted the gifts that God had for him. The gifts that God accepts are those given by friends in faith. And and we cannot give anything to God this morning to get him to accept us. We simply need to come to him empty-handed, broken by our sin, with hearts full of faith, knowing that he keeps his promises. And when we do, we will truly know the joy of the gift that God gives to sinners, a way back to him in the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. I wonder if you have seen that gift, if you have known that gift and have accepted that gift. Let me just pray. Father God, we thank you. Thank you for this story of Cain and Abel and and what it shows us of you. We thank you that we can see that there are gifts that are acceptable to you, but only if we come to you in faith. We thank you that you are a God who who does, not, who does not accept bribes. You are a God who cannot be bought. You cannot be manipulated by us doing things, but we simply need to come to you knowing that we are sinners and trusting in the promise that you are a God who forgives sinners through the death of your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, help us to, to see the gift that you give us today, the gift that you speak to us, the gift that you you give us life. 
and the gift that you have sent us a rescuer, Jesus Christ. Help us to, to take hold of these gifts by faith this morning. We pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.